Every leader has a strategy. Executing on that strategy is the challenge. If you want to learn how to effectively achieve what you've set out to accomplish, then this show is for you. Gain keen insights and listen in as leaders share their stories and challenges. Soar Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation welcome you to Leader Dialogue Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leader Dialogue, brought to you by Soar Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation. I'm Duffy Dixon, and joining me is Ben Sawyer, the Chief Executive Officer of Soar Vision Group. Ben has more than 30 years of executive leadership experience. He launched the Soar Vision Group to help align people with purpose to achieve exceptional results. Next to him is Jennifer Strahan. She is the Chief Operating Officer of Soar. Jennifer has partnered with more than 100 health systems and businesses across the U.S. to help them transform their strategic and administrative operations. We're very excited. Our guest this week is Dr. Alex Danishman. Did I say it right, Doctor? Yes, you did. Thank you, Duffy. Thank you so much for joining us. He is the Vice President for Patient for Quality and Patient Officer Safety at Lee Health. Now, that is in Southwest Florida. And, Doctor, I'm going to let you talk about what all you do because you encompass several counties but most interesting to me is the fact that you have quite uh, an achievement record you were an aerospace engineer then you became a doctor getting your mba and now you work in quality in this pretty big hospital realm tell us what lee uh lee health yeah, incorporates so, <clears throat> before he gets started i just want to point Bra- out brag to, some more well, i just want to point out to <laughs> listeners that he is an underachiever right I mean, <laughs> right clearly <clears throat> clearly he doesn't have enough time on his hands i was gonna i was gonna say let's make a list for him cure cancer world <laughs> peace just if you could get on that that'd be great so go ahead alex oh thank you duffy thank you ben thanks for inviting me uh jennifer and ben uh for uh for this opportunity um, really, we are located at uh, uh, Southwest Florida here, uh, uh, Lee County. We are uh, a, a large uh, uh, healthcare system uh, that take care of uh, uh, serving not only our community but seven other communities surrounding us. And we are a safety net hospital. And what that means is that uh, we take care of uh, people that are unable to pay. Um, so as you can imagine, this creates its own financial issues. Uh, we do not receive any help from um, the county or the state. Uh, we are uh, really running our own finances, um, and we're trying to be sustainable in that. And um, our challenge has been always how do we innovate and how do we keep this uh, healthcare system afloat, not only for our community, but also for those uh, uh, members that depend on us, those uh, patients that depend on us. So it's definitely challenging in this value-based uh, healthcare environment, and uh, and I'm I'm excited to be partnering uh, with uh, SOAR uh, in this uh, journey of innovating ourselves, transforming ourselves to be much more agile, proactive, predictive in the way we provide that that care to our patients. So, Alex, um, we also have a wonderful uh, partner that we're all collaborating with, uh, Danu Performance Solutions. Monica Ray is the CEO, and um, she's, I think, listening in, and she will be on um, the next week's radio show where we do the deep dive on this. So it's, it's fun to hear you describe that, what the opportunity is, and, and uh, to be collaborative partners in 
helping Lee Health make that happen. Um, a couple questions, if you don't mind, Alex, that I want to kick off with. Um, what, first of all, led you and Lee Health to pursue a performance excellence journey? Well, great question, Ben. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that made us think why we need a different model of management system and operating system was quick realization that healthcare around us are changing quickly. We are actually the, the largest healthcare provider uh, here in Southwest Florida. We don't have any other necessarily a competition. Um, but we realize that if the competition does come to our arena, um, that we need to have a fundamental understanding of what our business model is and how our decision flow and decision that cause uh, that brings deployment uh, to an efficient way um, would look like. And uh, so we reached out to both uh, Soar and Danu and said, um, we have heard about Baldridge. We have heard about performance excellence. Unfortunately, we don't have the patience for waiting seven to 12 years, in some <laughs> cases, to transform. Um, so at that time, we kind of started talking about how do we transform the organization faster? How do we bring these changes um, quicker where we can actually help our community um, uh, really quicker and faster to be able to respond to some of those external um, changes that are happening. And that's where we started having this discussion is that if we want to transform our organization, I don't think external forces will allow us to change it in 7 to 12 years. We need a much more expedited, faster um, uh, change so we can keep up with these external forces and don't allow those uh, forces to affect our uh, trajectory. And that's what we've learned with SOAR Vision Group. You have taken what the Baldridge Foundation does, and as you said, it can take years to really master this. And SOAR Vision Group has come along and made it much more applicable. People can get started a little quicker on it. It basically, how did they put it? You basically, you provided the framework that makes it easy to understand across multiple businesses. Yeah, so actually, Alex, maybe you can, for the listeners, kind of define what the key ingredients of that accelerated journey on. And I'm, I'm specifically just thinking out loud of how Monica Ray and uh, her partner, Pat Lapikas, kind of serve as the architects of the Baldridge uh, Performance Excellence Framework, helping to identify opportunities for improvement and so forth. And that Jennifer and I and the SOAR Vision Group are really helping as kind of the engineers and construction company, if you will, uh, to be able to provide that strategy execution structure for accelerated results. So take it from there, Alex, and just kind of give us your sense of what are the key ingredients that you guys have identified uh, for the accelerated journey? Yeah, well, thanks, Ben. I, I think one of the things that we noticed right up front that if we were just going purely with architect and in that case, Danu, to build this journey, that the journey will take us as long as everybody else. And plus, we're a large healthcare system, so it may actually take us even longer than that. And we really did not have the patience or um, the, uh, the chance to have to wait that long. So by bringing really SOAR to become the engineering group and by us putting a core team around it and build our infrastructure, management infrastructure to be at certain, at, at one level to be the steering council 
or the owner of it, and that's usually the C office, the, the C-suite office, and then the core team, which is the internal team from Lee Health, to kind of put this entire system of operation uh, that Danu bring in as an architect and the engineers, uh, SOAR, bringing in, that for us to make sure we keep an eye on it to be staying as integrated, not siloed, I think that that's really the trick to kind of move this forward. Um, so our success, I would say, has been kind of realizing that this journey, if you go this linear fashion, it will take for a long time. Uh, if we want to expedite it, we really need to build the infrastructure at the top, the C-suite, going to the category leadership. Um, and on the ground level, you have to constantly be doing those improvements that you need um, to do and then connect it with the top of the uh, structure, which is the C-suite and the operational, to make sure those barriers get removed as we're building that structure. So we're actually building the structure not only at the top of the um, echelon that we're bring, uh, building, which is your C-suite and the category leadership, but we're also building it at the lower ground. So not only are you getting data and, and, and results right away, to help your system stay much more focused on what is important to do. And instead of just purely work on what's our strategy execution, what's our communication execution, what's our leadership style, those are all wonderful and they need to get done as a structural building. But when we actually have a real problem in our hand on the ground level, you can fine tune those structure much more uh, much faster with the example at hand, plus so, get result right away. So short-term result with the long-term patience to build a structure that is performance excellent. So Alex, a couple of things that, that you mentioned that I just want to point out and kind of pull out for listeners is that one, one of the things I really like that you started off with is talking about how you guys recognize that you, if you don't have a lot of competitors, it's actually very difficult to kind of step back and say, why do we even need to change? So I love that you guys are looking at this very proactively to say, regardless of who's in our market, we need to look at what's right for our patients, what's right for our, our stakeholders involved in our community and others that have an impact on this. But also that gives you a lot of ability in terms of kind of looking at this, this journey you've talked about really being agile. So even though you're large, how do you stay agile and kind of fight the good fight of what every hospital does with, with overcoming silos, keeping their con the connection between strategy and operations. So can you talk a little bit about what are some of the outcomes that you expect to come as a result of this transformational journey? Um, so absolutely, Jennifer, your point is right on about agility and being nimble in our market. Um, we are a mammoth in our market right now. And if a competitor comes in and tries to set up shop, it will be difficult because of our overall cost of doing business to become that agile and nimble um, and compete at the same time. So my expectation as really the head of the quality and safety for our um, uh, market here, for our patients here, it's really um, can we understand our business model with performance excellence better so our uh, really market differentiation become very evident for our patients that the patient choose us because we mean something, because we offer them certain value that no other competitor can come in our market and set up that 
that same types of uh, infrastructure. We have never, we have not thought about that in the healthcare um, on a regular basis. We've thought about more as a service-oriented and uh, providing service to the entire community. And and some healthcare, um, you know, system have suffered as a result of the fact that a competitor comes in and then they don't really quite understand their service line. So I'm hoping that as we go through this journey, um, we make the decision-making flow uh, easier, much more nimble, much more agile. And then we discover at the end what is our business differentiator, what do we do well and do it the best we can for our patients. Mm-hmm. And that, based on that, we build an infrastructure where we become service excellent not only in one or two, but in all the services that we provide here, we can decide what is really working and what is not working for us in this community for our patients. So Ben, how important is it that they're doing this now? Because you have said on a number of occasions, when you look at Apple, when you look at Ford, when you look at the biggies, back in the day, they were the only game in town. And you have said it takes a blink of an eye mm-hmm. to have competitors all around you and it's not good enough to be the great one at the top of the hill you always have to be looking at who's right behind you or who's next to you or who is just about to leapfrog you. that is planning on eating your lunch right <laughs> <clears throat> so um alex is has been alluding to this and and alex as i answer duffy's question let's just kind of do this interactively so uh digital health and medical tourism and other sorts of outside influences are impacting every market not and 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 fort myers and the lee health market as well so the challenge is what which is what alex was talking about is if you have a cost structure and an inefficiency that does not allow you to be nimble and or have the resources to invest you got a problem so fundamentally a health system has to be able to do what they already do much more efficiently and create both capacity and operational financial margin to then be able to invest in digital health strategies to be able to to compete effectively with organizations like Amazon and Apple and so forth that are, are coming into their market and potentially cherry picking younger, healthier people that, that have more of an affinity for telemedicine and that sort of thing. And then you're getting into value, right? Because right. I will look for good value in my medical care just like i look for yeah who's going to get me my package the quickest can i get what i want when i want it so i think that's actually a really important point tuffy to bring back to the patient so we're talking about this from a business perspective which is really important to not i think we lose sight of that a lot of times that hospitals really do have to run as a business business, even though they're serving a community they can't do that for free um some people it might be for free but someone's paying for it right right it's it's just the nature of it Uh, however how do we take that back to the patient right so when you're on this transformational journey what does that mean for the patient how does that translate into better care how does that translate into more convenience and more access to care so Alex can you maybe talk a little bit about what are some of the results that you would expect as you guys get in this and I know you're still kind of earlier on this journey but what's going to be different and what is it that's going to make the patient say wow speaking of value from Duffy's standpoint you know what is it that's going to say that even if I have a competitor Lee House where I want to go right exactly and 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 I think Jennifer you're exactly right on I, I want the patients to look at us as the easy access place as the place that they get the best care and um, they they don't ha- we don't have to compete with someone else 
because we provide the best care possible. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't go to Amazon because Amazon has the best product necessarily. They go to Amazon, and, I'm, and I have no doubt that there are better sites than, than that can sell you uh, very similar to product and better product, and maybe at a higher value, at a higher cost. Um, but they go to Amazon because if you swap to the right, you order it right away. Is the ease of the order. Right. Is the fact that you pay pretty much the same price as the other site, but you can get that item much faster. That ease, it gives a differentiation to the market, to, the, to Amazon people, um, that people choose them not because they necessarily have the best product, but the ease of use. What we would like to become here at Lee Health is that people choose us because we provide the best quality of care, the best value, and because we have an easy access for them to get it. So at the end of this process, if we can fine tune our decision flow and our action to support what I just said, we are going to be successful. It doesn't matter who comes to this market, it will be very difficult for them to, yeah. to match the service, the quality, the care that we provide. Um, I think in the past, the, the hospital system and healthcare system, they've piecemealed this journey. They have worked on patient experience, they have worked on quality separately, they have worked on their safety separately. And what happens as a result of that, you have a really siloed organization that things just don't flow and patients don't come to our healthcare system by just getting quality or just getting safety or just getting patient experience. They come horizontally through our, our service line, not vertically. And this horizontal crossing is that's where the healthcare system have struggled. And when you measure it as far as a patient experience, which holistically look at their entire experience from A to Z, we realize that, oh my God, we have a big trouble because we're not offering what customer needs or required. We're offering what we think the customer needs. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where the performance excellence have allowed us to look at through all these silos and bring it as an integrated system going forward. So Alex, you're bringing up an interesting thing. And when you started off in the description of Amazon, I mean, one of the other reasons that people go there is you can get anything as you, when you're there like you're not having to go out and go to a different vendor and so forth they sell everything and I mean, comparison right. shop a lot of times they do have numerous products and you can contrast and compare mm -hmm. but you're right if you do the work you may find a much better quality product right but so what's interesting is alex when you started off on the description of we health it's comprehensive you cover everything you know you you and and so that's great that's a competitive advantage but only if it's accessible and I think that's the point you were just making is it's, it's great if you have all those different accoutrements of, of the healthcare value equation for a, a consumer, for a patient, but if they can't access it you know, easily and simply, um, and also not just their front end access with care, but also the back end functions of, of billing and that sort of thing, then you, you, you don't have a competitive advantage. Oh. What are... Go ahead. I was just going to say, what a great point to point out in terms of the fact that when we think about this visit, and you even mentioned a holistic experience, Alex, and 
we forget, I think, that, you know, the end isn't just when I leave the hospital. It's a bill that's coming later. And isn't that the worst taste that usually we leave in a patient's mouth is like, oh, that's the worst thing. And that's what they look forward to the least, obviously. Well, and particularly if it's inaccurate. Yeah. That, and that's it's stressful. And you get another bill like a week later because, you know, the physician fees were excluded from the actual consulting fees and from the facility fees. And it's it's a nightmare. And so yet you'll get four bills do. for yeah. one procedure, oh, yeah. and you're and you're really confused. Why is everyone billing right. me? Don't you guys talk? Right. Right. But so I, so two things to respond to, Alex. The first is, how does a health system like Lee Health take advantage of competitive advantage of the fact that you cover everything by basically being efficient? And then secondly, from a voice of the customer standpoint, how do you make sure that the entire customer experience is actually addressed? Yeah, so I think we have an advantage because we have the market here currently. Um, the question is, does the market have access to us on a regular basis? Or can a competitor come to our market and um, segment this market very quickly and realize that there are areas in this market that we're being like Kmart or Sears and uh, we are not able to compete uh, with the with the agile and much faster and nimble system right. um, so we are definitely at risk for that but that being said our really competitive advantage on all of this is the fact that um, we're able to, we still have the market. The market knows us. There is a name recognition. We are, um, the, the, we have been in this market for a long time. We understand our market. However, are we reacting to those market uh, the way the market wants us to react? Or does somebody else bring a new shiny object and everybody's going to start going to that, that shiny object much faster? So I think this is really our opportunities here um, to, to understand our customer, to understand our patients, and not assume what we've been here and we can do the job, but really kind of understand what their customer voice is and build the system that we have, the competitive advantage that we have, not based on the location or regionality, but build it based on the service that we can offer this, these customers of ours. And because we have the market, because we know the market, we have a better chance of innovating in this market um, and be able to provide what really a, a patient wants, not, um, for example, uh, go back to Apple. Um, Apple really improved on the iPhone of somebody else had made iPhone prior to Apple. What Apple did, brought the iPhone and said, we can do it better. And then as a result of that, they start getting market share coming to them. So we don't want somebody else to come to our market and say, look, we can do surgery better than the way healthcare, uh, Lee Health can do this. And I think that would be our loss if we're not listening to the customer voice about what their needs are and how we can adjust to that need to become better competitive. Yeah, uh, competitor. that makes great sense, Alex. So a couple things as we move towards wrapping up this uh, segment of the show. One is... What, you're, what you've embarked on is complicated. It's multifaceted. And um, as a part of that journey, we had introduced up front a simplification tool, what we would call the organizational hierarchy of needs, that listeners to the show uh, have heard over and over again. In fact, it's well detailed out on the leaderdialogue.com uh, radio show, and dialogue is spelled D-I-A-L-O-G-U-E. So that website has that delineation. 
so uh, wanted to ask you about um, how being able to have that level of focus and simplification to a very complicated operating system has helped. That's number one. And then the second question is, why has this change been mandatory? Why is it not optional? Because some of the listeners that are that are, are listening to this may be thinking, well, we've got time. Like, we, you know, this has been going on for, for a long time. So it would be interesting to hear your perspective on why yeah. Why? Why now? So Ben, I, I think where I sit, and 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 I I think Duffy said in the beginning, my background has been in engineering, and I was a researcher at one time for uh, United States Agriculture Department, and became a doctor and practiced as a physician for a long time, and throughout all of this journey, what I did constantly see is that the external forces on healthcare overall change and force healthcare to change every three to five years. Well, if we wait for those external forces to tell us what that trajectory gonna look like, we're gonna be in a different place and we may not even be able to compete. At that time, we may have to sell one or two of our hospital um, to be able to be much more nimble and smaller and so forth, downsize. That's the word that a lot of the uh, businesses are familiar with. Um, what we are forcing ourselves to do is to evaluate our business model and operating model and say the way we operate can we survive in our business if there were multiple competitors in our market that forces you to become not only highly reliable basically be preoccupation with failure of your system but become highly efficient in the way you make this decision and deploy on those decisions to make things work so I'm excited to be really partnering with this new way of thinking because through what SOAR is bringing and Danua is bringing to us, we're streamlining decision-making process and information flow. And then obviously as a result of that, we're going to become much more nimble and agile in our market. Um, so I'm excited and I feel like if we don't do it, the market will force us to do it. And at that time, you have no idea what the outcome will look like, where we can control the outcome a little bit better at this point. Yeah, so one of the words you said right there is a scary word that nobody wants to hear, which is downsize. But it, it's a, <laughs> That's it's, a doozy. Yeah, it's one of those that someone, as soon as someone hears it, it's like, ah, it gets your attention for sure. But again, the thing I love about it is that you guys are thinking about this in a very proactive state because you guys are in a great market. But it's also very clear that in the industry we're in today, you can't sit back and just take advantage of that because you won't be at the top forever if you do that. And so just kind of circling that back to the hierarchy of needs, if you guys, especially for our listeners, if you think about it and you're looking at this, it's not just from the perspective of, um, of the organizations from operational efficiencies and effectiveness. You're looking at colleague engagement. You're looking at customer value. You're looking at your financial performance. But all of that circles back to strategy execution, which means you have to have a very clear strategy. And then you have to recognize how do we get from point A to point B on where our strategy is? And how do we do that in a way that keeps our, our employees engaged, our, our patients and customers engaged? And everything that we're doing, we're doing it in the best way possible so that we're anticipating things that are coming long before they ever even have the opportunity to come. That's the way you want it to happen. And, and I love the idea that he wants it to be quicker 
rather than years and years and years. So it sounds like he's ahead of the game and even thinking about this before it becomes panic. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, maybe you can take us home on this one. But, you know, as an engineer and then as a physician, uh, clearly you have to be able to identify kind of the roadmap, right, and then be able to execute against that roadmap no, no matter how complicated that is. So, so uh, in kind of closing comments, talk to us just a little bit about the essence of that roadmap and, and what Lee Health um, is planning to do to be able to execute effectively on that. So I think a roadmap is simple. I think we have set a goal of uh, two to three years to achieve um, the infrastructure that we need to understand our business better, to become more agile, and to have a really a, a very uh, nimble decision-making process where we can adjust to the road ahead. Um, so as part of this, um, really with the help that, Ben, you're providing us on the ground level, we're working on the throughput on the ground level. We want to know what the experience is for the patient from the time they enter our facility or our offices to the time they actually receive that bill at home. That, that experience is a very horizontal experience, so we're trying to understand that and be able to really kind of go through the every single portion of that experience and say, do we have an opportunity to improve? When we find out through going through that opportunity to improve on each of those sections, there is an area that we need to standardize vertically better, then that's when we take it into the, uh, the, the agile, nimble system that we're building around our operating model to make that decision flow become much more nimble and much more uh, faster in being made. And instead of the bureaucracy really take over from the process that we're trying to improve. Excellent. So that's really the roadmap that we're following. I'm excited because um, I feel like we're going to get short-term results for an organization that may not have the patience to wait seven years um, for this journey to give its fruit, that we're going to get the fruit almost right away by lowering our length of stay, by improving some of the uh, pain points for our patient as they go through our organization. And then we're going to have a long-term sustainability model where we're building a, uh, a system where it can make decisions much faster and in, in a much more linear way where the front line drive that decision making much more um, uh, easier than waiting for the C-suite to make that decision and then the front line then is the receiving it. We want to really turn this upside down. Mm -hmm. We want the front line to feel powerful enough because the strategy is very clear, communication is very clear, and the operation is supporting that decision flow to be done at the front line. And mm -hmm. then all we're doing at the leadership, um, at the C-suite, we're just removing those barriers and building some of those structures to support the front line decision making to become agile. That's the only way we can become nimble. Well, Alex, uh, we need to wrap it up and thank you so much for being on today. Um, you really represent the kind of innovative leadership that is going to make healthcare uh, relevant in, in the future in this digital age. And we really applaud the Lee Health team for also taking on this level of a transformation journey. Obviously, Jennifer and I, and I, I know I can speak for Monica and Pat as well, are really privileged and, and uh, enjoying this collaborative uh, effort. And what a, what a great thing that we get to watch 
as as they do the work. We want to thank everyone for joining us on Leader Dialogue, uh, brought to you, of course, by the SOAR Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation. Remember, you can listen to a new live show every Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Visit Business Radio X, click on Gwinnett Studio, and you'll find our show. You can also listen anytime, in fact. Go to leaderdialogue.com slash podcast. Now, on behalf of Ben Sawyer, Jennifer Strahan, and our producer, Trey, I'm Duffy Dixon. Join us next time, next week, on Leader Dialogue here on Business Radio X.